good. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our West Loop Studios here in downtown Chicago. What are you, what are you laughing at? The first thing I see is trade him. <laughs> it was the very first thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go we'll ahead. get to that, Matt, in the comments. Um, I am back. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore pack. Join me, my guys. Big Dave. Bow. Bow. BWL Sports. Bow. Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. We are CSGO underscore Bulls. Rocking with Steven on the, on the producer's controls today. What up, Steven? Not much. Just we are already getting some disagreements prior yeah, to the show, man. I'm, I'm excited for this one now. Picking on him for his wrong, his, his, his incorrect I love opinion. My opinion. Uh, <laughs> Vanilla Chill, what's up? If they decide to run it back with Levine not being uh, traded and don't trade Demar, I will not be happy. Uh, okay, yeah. So we will get to all sorts of talk that is going on today. We are just a little over 24 hours away from the 2023 NBA draft. As of right now, the Bulls. Still pickless. But other action going on around the league. Uh, looks like we are getting very close to a three-team deal getting done that would send Kristaps Porzingis from the Wizards to the Boston Celtics. We will touch on that later on in today's show. Also, the Nuggets and Pacers doing some pick-swapping action. Wanted to start with our beloved Bulls, though, because between national reporting and some local reporting this morning, more smoke around Zach Levine. Because, of course, there is. Uh, so, gentlemen, let us start with an interesting thing about this asking price that we keep hearing about for the Bulls if they were to trade Zach and the fact that they've been calling around asking what people would be offering for them. So this came from Kyle Newbeck of the Philly Voice this morning who said that the Chicago Bulls are fielding calls on most of their roster and have had exploratory talks on Zach Levine. But their asking price for Zach is believed to be closer to a traditional star trade rather than the Bradley Beal cap dump move from the Wizards over the weekend. Chicago would want a package centered around a younger player with upside and multiple picks for Levine, which, guys, pretty much goes hand-in-hand hand with what we've heard from other reporting, including Casey Johnson over at NBC Sports Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, as we've talked about before, that's the kind of return the Bulls should be looking for. Correct. We've had debates, and I've kind of waffled on exactly how much they should be willing to settle for. But in terms of starting points for negotiations, yeah, it should be three first-round picks and a young player. That's what DeJounte Murray went for. Yeah. That's what Donovan Mitchell went for. Yeah. That's what Paul George went for when they traded Shea Gilgis Alexander. Correct. Um, the Clippers did. And, like, that's the kind of deal that really resets your organization and puts you in a good spot moving forward. Obviously, it takes some luck on the back end. You know, you look at the Spurs with what they did with DeJounte. Helps a lot that they got Victor in this draft. That helps speed things up. Um, So that's obviously not going to be the case with whatever it is the Bulls may or may not do. But, yeah, that's the starting point. I'm not sure that they will get there. But um, the fact that there have been multiple sources from multiple different areas talking about similar returns, whether it's Matt Moore at Action Network or Kyle or KC or Joe Cowley, like people are talking about it. There's smoke coming from different directions. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you, you take that for what it is, but the fact that everybody's kind of saying similar stuff yeah. has to be at least some sort of indicator. And Dave, you've said all along, look, if uh, you're in favor of trying to actually build around Zach and doing so correctly, yeah. which we haven't seen, but if they do trade Zach, you're okay with it. So long as you feel like it's a fair return. And that doesn't necessarily mean equal value because that's damn near impossible yeah. in NBA trades. 
but just a hall worthy of a two-time all-star. Yeah, well, that point is very key. Um, it's very difficult to get, like you said, equal value for it. Like, you're not going to get another Zach Levine in this. That's just not the case. Not, it's going to be very hard to find another guy to give you a 50, 40, 80, and can drop his threes like he can do with the athleticism that he has, and he's in his prime. On a really cool contract right now, if you look at it uh, from a broad view. But that you, if you're going to make this trade, like you said, I want the assets, I want a good young player. That sounds really fair to me about what you want for Zach Levine and also says what the Bulls kind of feel about Zach Levine. Because I feel like it's a, putting it out there like, yeah, if you give us this, then give us this. But it feels like they don't really want to trade him, but you're gonna, it's going to be hard to pass that up if a team throws that at you, which is the right thing to do, in my opinion. If they give you something astronomical and crazy, yeah, go get it. Go do it. Make the trade. Fine. But if you want to keep him, you're going to have to build around him and not just run back the same old thing. You're going to have to build around him and give him what he needs to succeed. Or you're going to get more angry Bulls fans. You're going to get more angry-ass shows up here <laughs> from this team. So just what it is. And I, I totally agree there because, you know, we, as we talked about yesterday, it's not like I think Zach sucks. Like, I think he's a really good player, and that's why they need to be looking – to trade him because they can get a lot. Yeah. And I think based on what we talked about yesterday, if the alternative is just running it back for the same thing, when all these other teams are getting better around them, it just doesn't make sense. And like the limitations financially, uh, draft pick wise, like it's just going to be really difficult to add anything. Yeah. And so you do have to be looking at alternatives and ways out. Um, I wrote about this this morning, but like, you know, there's a lot of conversation about Bradley Beal and that trade and Jimmy Butler and not, you see that? Um, and not, uh, you know, running into that situation again. I don't think this is the same as either of these situations, but there are, take, there are takeaways that you can learn. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just that you have to be willing to make the moves. Even if it doesn't feel like it's the right time, yeah. you don't want to end up in a Bradley Beal situation where you've wasted three or four years of competition mm -hmm. just being in the middle. And now you've got to dump your your all-star player for cap space to just be irrelevant again for like three years. Like that's right. six or seven years of a rebuild that you just didn't have to undertake. You made it longer than it needed to be. And I think the Bulls are in a similar situation. They can obviously get back more than Bradley Beal fetched the Wizards, but you know, who knows how much. And I think that's really where the conversation has to go next is like, what kind of market is there out there for Zach? And if there isn't one, does it still make sense to try to pull something off? I think there's an argument to be made at both ends, but I think ultimately you just have to be willing to make the tough decisions if you're in this position, because it's not great either direction. Mm -hmm. The opportunity yeah. to compete for a championship is not there the opportunity for you to like get a generational talent in the draft is no longer there. Mm -hmm. So you just, ha you have to pick a better lane because where they are right now, the low end of the middle, it's not it. And the, the, the tough decision part is the, is the part that has me and a lot of Bulls fans out there like racked with anxiety right now, because where do you draw that line between settling for maybe a little less than you were hoping for, because you believe it's the right direction to choose versus stubbornly staying on the path you're currently going down. Because we hear all this talk about the Bulls setting this high asking price for Zach. And it, of course, they're not going to trade Zach for a pile of garbage just to trade him 
because they feel like they need to do something. Which is where it got to with the Wizards and why they weren't able to get as much back right. for Beal as they could have two years ago. But now there's all these other moving pieces and all these other star player names that are getting tossed around. Obviously still waiting to see what the Blazers do with that third pick and Damian Lillard uh, in the fallout of that decision. Last night on his Substack, Mark Stein said the Clippers are quietly shopping Paul George. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on. The Bulls have this asking price for Zach, and I don't think that they should budge from it and, and like, get took on a deal because, Will, you and I were just talking about the fact that, as of right now, AK's trade track record is not great. And the last thing he wants is another bad trade on his resume. The other interesting thing about this asking price uh, that we heard from the low post episode that came out this morning with Jonathan, Jonathan Gavoni, who is a draft expert, and they were talking some about these prospects getting selected tomorrow night, but also about some of this trade talk. Gavoni said something interesting. He said, things don't get really serious until, honestly, this afternoon, today, and then tomorrow. Everybody's kind of posturing right now, right. these last few days, in terms of asking for the moon. Sure. Prices are going to come down, I think, leading up to draft night. So if you hear that and apply it to the bull situation and they're mm -hmm. asking price for Zach, it makes you a little sweaty behind the knees. I think I want, well, what, what, we, what would be the reason for the bulls to bring the asking price down? I if they decided that trading Zach is the best path, right? Then so, maybe they will budge on that initial asking price. And that's my thing. I don't think they feel like that. Like I feel like this. They put it out there, set it astronomical, set it high, but they really truly do want to keep Zach Levine there in a Bulls uniform. But I wanted to ask you, Will, because you said yesterday, if you're going to trade him, this would be the time to do it because the value would be tougher to do next year and going forward after that. So my question is. Is it a way that they could still get this kind of value and this kind of smoke during the season before that trade deadline, you know, around the all-star break? Or, or is it do it now and you don't have a chance again? And that's exactly the tough decision that they have to make because obviously you don't know what's going to be out there in six months. All we know right now is that this is going to be one of the last opportunities before the new CBA kicks in where it's possible for teams to really go after the three-star template right, of getting three max players together, putting, like what the Suns just did, putting uh, some low-end veteran minimum guys around three stars and trying to, to go that path. And, you know, maybe it's easier to win at that level because there just aren't going to be other teams that can comp compete with three stars. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this conversation of, like, depth versus high-end, top-heavy teams is going to be interesting. But to me, and I'm glad you asked that because I got a lot of this this morning, is well, just hang on to Zach and they'll be able to get something more down the line. Mm -hmm. And I think that's this assumption that everybody just comes to that I don't think is necessarily true. What makes you believe that in a landscape where it's harder to aggregate salaries to make a big trade, where teams aren't willing to take on as much money because they want to avoid the apron or the second apron, just because they can wait to trade Zach doesn't mean there's gonna be something better down the line. What if this is the best you could do for him? We don't know, but like, I think that's just as real a possibility as them getting more or less down the line. So again, it's just, you have to evaluate all these different possible outcomes and decide what you think is the most likely. For me, I'm not sure that they could do better for Zach in six months time or in a year or in two years. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly they've got bigger questions and we haven't really even talked about Damar and Vuce as trade assets. Like, mostly because they haven't been 
in the rumor mill as mm-hmm. much, but like mm-hmm. they need to be doing the same thing with them too. Um, I don't think yeah. the Bulls are in a situation where they can, you know, just continue to flail around in the middle with the way that teams are going. Um, they need to be taking seriously all different kinds of options. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it feels too soon, like mm-hmm. there is, there are plenty of alternatives down the line mm-hmm. that are actually much worse. And I think it's worth trying to get ahead of those if you can. You mentioned the uh, Matt Moore report that also dropped today. So let's touch on that for a, for a minute. Matt Moore, the Action Network, uh, a.k.a. HP Basketball on Twitter. His latest that just dropped uh, earlier this afternoon, as far as that high asking price the Bulls have set for Zach Levine, he said, so far there's been nothing close to such an offer, mm-hmm. prompting a feeling in league circles that the Bulls are set to run it back next season Mm -hmm. we're definitely in a when not if situation with Levine as far as the likelihood of him being traded but if the asking price for Levine remains essentially a full rebuild package Mm -hmm. it's unlikely anyone meets that level Mm -hmm. Um, that's interesting because a full rebuild package does not necessarily mean the um, the kind of haul that was given up for Paul George, the kind of haul that was given up for Rudy Gobert right. or, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell or, right. or, or th- those pieces. But, I mean, a good young player and multiple picks. It's not like, to me, asking for the world, but it's interesting that the vibe around the league is that at least is what the Bulls are asking for for Zach. And the fact that Matt Moore of Action Network said earlier today, from what I've heard, no offers have come close to that. Mm-hmm probably makes you lean towards the fact that Zach Levine will be a bull still after tomorrow night's draft. I do find it interesting he thinks that's a full rebuild package. Right. Like just a player and some picks is a full rebuild package. I don't know if that's saying something about what today's NBA is right now outside of what it was, you know, uh, last year with Gobert getting all those picks. That's a full rebuild package if you're doing something like that. But Or if it's saying something like you stated about Zach Levine's worth uh, around the league. But for me, that's just – a normal package for a good player. Like, that seems – I don't know. That doesn't seem crazy or astronomical to me to get picks and a player on your team. Yeah, that's that, – I think what he meant by that was, like, that's the kind of deal that teams who were going into a rebuild were looking for. Not to say that the Bulls would go into a rebuild because mm-hmm. I think there's a world where they trade Zach, try to get a, you know, a, a young player who can help them compete now, keep DeMar, keep Vooch, and continue on this pathway towards the middle – um, so maybe that's the reality, but I think the idea of getting multiple picks in a deal for a star player is sort of trending towards what rebuilding teams are looking for. Um, but again, that's the going rate from last year. Mm-hmm. And if this year, the going rate for an all-star player like that is less than it was last year, what makes people confident that it will go back up in another year it, Yeah, and not down? Mm-hmm. It's just, it goes in, it's cyclical. We saw in 2013 when the Celtics traded KG and Paul Pierce to the Nets for a million picks that turned into Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. And then everybody freaked out by that and nobody traded picks for like five years Mm -hmm. until, you know, a couple of years ago when teams started to do that again. I don't know that it's going to get better. The offers out there are going to get better for Zach. The other thing I'll add is, as you were starting to talk about, Matt, um, just because, you know, if the Bulls aren't able to get what they want for Zach, that they may run it back. 
I think right now the offers aren't there, but I don't think that necessarily means that they won't be there in a week. As we said yesterday, Zach is not going to be the first domino to fall. I think that speaks to the fact that he is not perceived to be the highest um, upside star on the market right now. Mm -hmm. There are guys that are more appealing. What does that tell you about Zach's value around the league? But if Dame stays, if the Blazers keep their pick and teams start to get a little bit antsy, that's when I think you'll start to see some more fire or sparks around the Zach Levine uh, smoke. Uh, people chiming in in the comments. Uh, I saw somebody say that they want to still see Zach be given the chance. Uh, clutch bang strip. Uh, Zach deserves a shot to lead the team and continue to grow into his role. Somebody named Chubbs says that Zach's not a winning player. Chubbs. There's there's a fresh take. Um <laughs> Dinko Hoops, please trade DeMar for picks and young players, but keep Zach. Whoa. Picks and I young wish. players for I DeMar? Wish, I wish, Hey, man, uh, wake up and join <clears throat> us here in reality, won't you? I wish. <laughs> I wish, man. But for me, that, oh. I, that would be my focus is trading DeMar more so <laughs> than trading uh, Zach. But that's just a guy speaking about who wants to I build think- around Zach Levine. But I, w- I thought, in my opinion, it would be easier to trade a guy like DeMar who has, who's been, we can argue that he's the Bulls' best player or not, whatever. But having a year left on his contract, a guy who is going to be out of his prime, but he still is completely valuable on a team that is really trying to move forward and trying to win right now, I would think it would be an easier sell or an easier thing to do than to trade Zach, in my opinion. And I think what we've learned is that, one, it's difficult to trade both of these guys, yeah. but two, that DeMar just doesn't have the value that I think we would want him to have around the rest of the league. He's a little bit older. Yes, he's coming off of back-to-back all-star seasons and he has been out of his mind, but he's a difficult fit alongside other ball-dominant stars. He needs to have the ball. He needs to have the ball in the middle of the floor, which is a difficult way to play. So he's not a great fit with a lot of these other teams and certainly mm-hmm. could be super valuable to a team like the Lakers or yeah. you know another team that wants to do that. But um, I just I don't think you're going to get that kind of return for, as you said, a guy who's on an expiring contract, who's a little bit older, who is a little bit of a tricky fit on a lot of these teams. I just don't think the market's there. And I think that's also why you're hearing Zach's name and not DeMar's name in because rumors. Because of the fit you're saying on the team. Not- the fit, the, um, the amount of time that he has under contract, I think that's more appealing than a guy who's on an expiring, who, who they could lose right. as soon as next year. Um, all these factors play into it. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, if you're trading Zach, you're not going to get a better player than Zach back for him. Right. If you're trading DeMar, you're not going to get a better player than DeMar in return. Right. So that's why they talk about these rebuild packages because you're getting picks. You're getting a chance to be better in the future. You're not getting a chance to necessarily compete at as high of a level today. And I think if you're going to be making one of those trades, you got to be okay with that reality. True. Sorry, I'm back. I just fell into a laughing fit. What happened? Drew Ish's comment. What'd he say? What'd he say? <laughs> he said, you're pretty sick, Chubbs. <laughs> and I heard it in Adam Sandler's voice. And I just fell into a laughing loop. Oh, love you, Drew Ish. I love how you always get the same 90s movies references all the time. Uh, all right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll dive into one local Bulls reporter who had some things to throw into the Zach Levine talk this morning. That's right. We'll hear from Mr... Cowley. Boom, boom, boom. Whoa. All right. Uh, you like that, Steve? You like that one? Interesting. It was interesting. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like Ozzy? <laughs> Who doesn't yeah. like Ozzy? 
No, we like Ozzy. <laughs> just snuck up on me. That's you, all. you never referred to Joe Cowley as Mr. Cowley. No, before? it was just hearing you sing it. That, oh, okay. That's what we were tripping on. Like, I got you. That. That's uh, while we're sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a simple favor: hit that like button if you're mm. watching along on YouTube. We got over 200 people hanging out. Thanks for all for joining likes. us. What are we doing out at here? At 4:22 on a weekday, it's not quite quitting time yet. If you live in the Central Time Zone or west of here. Um, but thank it's you for hanging time. out anyway. <laughs> it's four o'clock. Four twenty. Thanks for yeah, hanging out, yo. We're getting there. We don't know. Um, but yeah, hit that like button. Also, of course, hit that subscribe button as well if you aren't subscribed to the CHO Sports YouTube channel yet. Big Dave, what do we got first? Oh, first of all, I see the Burke boy. These the Burke brothers are in effect today. Oh yes, so, Will. Yeah, that see that's happening. I'm mad Joey's not here right now because that graphic will be up rose for life. right about now. It's, it's like mid to high 80s it today. It is hot it's as hot. a mofo. Even if you Chicago find it, throw today. that up there. If you find it, <laughs> if you see it, all right. This way, shout out to Joey because I said Burke boys would be up right now. But Goose Island Beer Company. That's what we're here to talk about. Matt, you got some beer. He's going to get ones because I just told him Goose Island Beer Company. You just want That's to what I did. His Burks. That's it. <laughs> he wanted to parade around. Yes, the Goose Island Beer Company is a beautiful, wonderful thing. They provide you with delicious beers that are awesome, like the Goose Island IPA, the six-time medal winner of the Great American Beer Fest, or that tropical beer hug that is 9.9% alcohol, but it's dangerously easy to drink which is very, very scary. Shout out to her for drugging three. And the 312 Wheat Ale, which is the classic. And, of course, our favorite up here, the Full Pocket <clears throat> Pills, the everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking and what the people who drink what the brewers are drinking are drinking as well. There's a smile on his face because he's got him an IPA. Ultra Fresh is what it is. And get you one of those brewery exclusive beers at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, the true taste of Chicago. It's Chicago's beer. Ah, delicious. He feels Today's better. show also brought to you by our friends at ComEd, whose energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve. Helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right, Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their vast territory. Mm. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Go. How does it work? <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> take a sip. <sighs> Let me, me take a, a sip answer. of my goose and I'll tell you. An authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals, goat, and your needs. Mm. These can be done in person or virtually, hello, and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can mm. start working on right away. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, cost savings, money in your pocket, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, one, good for you. Mm. Two, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free, that's right, free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Is that... Comment.com slash powering biz. That's right, go. Comment.com slash powering biz. B I Z biz. Schedule your appointment today. 
good Lord. <laughs> exactly, Charlie. Yeah, I feel you on that. Trade tomorrow for Devin Booker. Like, yeah. Come on, guys. That's a great plan. <laughs> um, but he's right. That's some of the things we him. Yeah. All right, guys. So our pal Joe Cali of the Chicago Sun-Times. Shout out. Put out his column this morning talking about what's going on with Zach. Interesting things here said by Cowley. A source told the Sun-Times back in February that the asking price for Levine was too steep at the time. But has that price been lowered in the wake of the Bradley Beal trade? That remains to be seen, but unlikely. What was real, however, was when the Knicks and Bulls did have those discussions in February. They didn't officially conclude as much as they were tabled. Yes. God bless Joe Callie for (laughs) just, man, he loves to stir the pot. Stir the freaking pot. (laughs) Uh, Other interesting tidbits from that Callie report. Sources indicate Bulls remain active and looking to get their hands on a first-round draft pick. There has been growing momentum that Arturis Garnashovas has been continuing to gauge the value of a Levine or DeRozan and what they would fetch on the market. Mm. Uh, do we think that the Bulls and Knicks have reopened those Zach Levine talks? I could see that being realistically one of the teams the Bulls are talking to if they yeah. are talking with teams about Zach. If your discussions were tabled in February and you're putting out calls to teams to judge what you can get from Zach Levine. Then Remember when the calls about Lonzo were tabled with the Pelicans? Correct, exactly. What happened after that? We 501. <laughs> That's what happened after that. Um, but, yeah, like they're back at – yes, you're back at the table and <laughs> asking those one. questions. I like that. Like, that's the thing, man. Thank you very much, Goat. 501. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's what's going to happen. So – it's, it's the right thing to do if you're gauging trades for this player is you talk to everyone. Do I want to talk to the Knicks? Hell no. Screw the Knicks. I don't want none of that. But the Knicks might have something that they want. And clearly their players running their course with Tibbs because it's year three. Like I like to tell everybody, three years of Tibbs, it's, it's going to go down. It's, Ice. It's going to go down. So we'll see what that nets. Obi Toppin has definitely been in the talk a lot uh, for that team. The hangup – in February, from what I remember, was Grimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Knicks wanted to part ways with him, and I damn sure want Grimes on oh, this team. Oh, give me Grimes. Every time, every day. Uh, Quigley, I'm sure they'll give up. Uh, like I said, Obi, they give up. Who am I forgetting? Obi Toppin was thrown in. Uh, Evan Fournier's name Fournier, was always involved. The salary filler guy, uh, yes. Yeah. He'll, he'll be in there for his contract, sure. Um, but, yeah, those names are being thrown around. And, of course, they have, what, three or four future first-round picks. Uh, the Knicks do. But their picks just took a bit of a hit. Talk to them. Then in go. terms of value. Uh, one of the picks that they have is from the Wizards, and it's lottery protected for a couple of years. I don't remember the exact details, but it seems unlikely that that will convey um, just because the Wizards are now going to right. the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had the Mavericks pick this year, which would have been really good had it conveyed, but instead the Mavericks egregiously tanked the end of the year and were able to keep their own pick. So the Knicks actually don't have a pick in this year's draft, which I think is a really tough selling point. Mm. If you're trying to move Zach Levine to not be able to get like a good young player in this draft, that's just, that's tough. And I've been saying like, you may need to lower your standards for what you could get. That would be a tough pill to swallow for me. Um, Right as we were coming on here, uh, Ian Begley of SNY, he covers the Knicks out in New York. He was talking about a Zach Levine trade and the math there. 
um, and what the Knicks would have to give up. He mentions uh, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, Isaiah Hartenstein, and draft compensation not being enough. There needs to be a little bit more um, money going back to the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Um, If it was a trade including R.J. Barrett, then maybe Evan Fournier is out of it. Not sure what you guys think about R.J., but Mm -hmm. that could be an option. He also mentions Quentin Grimes being... um, he says, I assume New York would do everything it could to keep Grimes and quickly out of a deal. Mm. I also assume that any team making a significant deal with New York would want Grimes and or quickly in the trade. <laughs> Seriously. So, like, Go yeah. figure. <laughs> like, you got to give up a good player to get a good player. Seriously, right. man. Um, and I feel like especially if there's no immediate draft compensation coming back, like, that's yeah. a non-starter. And, and look, like, if, it, if the offer is, like, Obi Toppin because Tibbs is sick of him and some fluff and a draft pick, I'm good on that. Yeah. Have a nice day. I'm good on that. Be cool. And, um, like, I think that's where the is that just Zach's value conversation comes into focus. Right. If that's, like, the best you can do, is it worth trading him? I don't and, know. And that's why the whole so, – But I don't know. The idea of revisiting and reopening these trade talks with the mm. Knicks that they were having at the deadline back in February yeah. and how that sort of relates to what we're hearing all over the NBA today as far as the asking price that the Bulls have set – and if you're revisiting something where it's like, okay, well, are we still both on the same page? Because if nobody is willing to move from what we're asking and what you're offering, right. then that's a pretty open and shut book as yeah. far as revisiting yeah. trade talks. So it's like, does it have to be the Bulls willing to take what that offer was or the Knicks willing to include something that they previously weren't for those talks to continue at all? Yeah, see, the, in no way should the Bulls feel like they're not in the driver's seat in this position um, because you have the best asset, period, out of whatever right. they're selling you. You have the best one, and you don't have to give it up, and you have the best one. So they have to convince you to give up that asset. It's not the other way around here. Yeah, They've got to convince you of that. And, uh, yeah, if you're Grimes, I can, hear, I can hear the argument, okay? Yeah, especially at that trade deadline, you didn't want to give them up, cool. But why does it feel like it feels more further apart now? And, and why does Zach Levine be better? And it feels like now, like, eh, this is just me reading Knicks fans, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing what they're saying. And, like, I don't know about Zach. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. And I feel, I'm like, who on your team, like, respectfully, who on your team is on Zach Levine's level? Like, really, seriously, honestly asking this question. But I don't want R.J. Barrett. No. No. I don't a, want R.J. Barrett at all. And I barely want Julius Randle. <laughs> like, like, I don't want <laughs> Vanilla Chill in the comments pointing out RJ's uh, three-point shooting being a concern. Uh, I saw Bobby in the comments saying, these are some leftovers that the Knicks are offering us. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, bro, you got to give me something, bro. Yeah. Um, but I think this is where the Wizards trading Beal and the package that they got is actually pretty interesting. If you're talking about RJ Barrett, that's $24 million a year for the next four seasons. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, part of the genius of that deal for them was that they got no long-term money back. And now they're getting, they did the Porzingis trade today. Mm -hmm. They're able to take back Marcus Morris to get a pick. Like, Mm -hmm. that's going to be part of their strategy. I'm not sure I want to, like, you know, commit myself to four years of a worse player who's still making a lot of money Mm -hmm. if I'm trading Zach. So I think that factors into the calculus, too. Whereas, you know, Evan Fournier is making almost $20 million a year. He was not playable last year. 
but it's only two more years of a contract. So it's like, yeah. how do you how do you weigh those two things against one another? Yeah. Uh, Sarvesh bringing up in the comments that mm -hmm. nobody on the on this Knicks offer is at Zach's level, mm -hmm. but the Knicks won seven more games than the Bulls did last year. Yeah, I'm not talking about. I the mean, team. that's that's true. But <laughs> I'm like, just talking know, about the players. We're, we're not talking about Randall being involved right. in this trade. Also, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau is not involved in this trade. No, he is not. Because guess what? Tibbs is good at or Mitchell getting Robinson. the best out of a bunch of mediocre pieces. <laughs> or Jalen Brunson. We watched it personally for years. Or Jalen. Brunson. Brunson for that oh, matter, yeah, yeah. like, like, yeah, no, I know that. We're just talking. I'm not talking about the team. I'm just asking the player who is on that level of of him right now. Right. I see the. It's a great fit for the Knicks, obviously, yeah. to get a guy like Zach. It answers all the things I I want the Bulls to give him, which is a point guard, which is three point shooting, and which is rim protection. Right. They got all that. So uh, Michael in the comments said Grimes quickly, Toppin and two firsts is the floor. Do Grimes you agree with quickly, that? Toppin and two firsts. Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi mm. Toppin, and two first round draft picks Throw me is a floor for Zach being traded away. Throw me Fournier in there too. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay. Well, yeah, I mean Fournier needs to be in there for the money. I yeah. think he's I think he's right. pretty clearly a negative asset. Yeah, yeah, clearly. You he's got one year left it. on this I don't, deal. I don't like, want yeah. him. No. <laughs> Why? Wow, what's wrong with Aaron, Aaron Fournier? I also think like uh, maybe maybe eventually he'll convince Weminyama to come here. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's the silver lining. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead, Will. No, like the other piece is how do you value like protected picks versus unprotected picks? Like part of the the deals for Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray was multiple unprotected picks and swaps. Yeah. So like a protected pick from Dallas or, you know, a protected pick from Detroit, which may not convey, that's not appealing to me. If you're going to get that, you need to get like, four or five first round picks. And I don't think either team is really even that interested in that. So, um, yeah, I would want quickly and Grimes. I don't think that's realistic, but if I'm the bulls, I'm asking for quickly Grimes and multiple first round picks. Seriously. Again, I'm not saying the bulls should give Zach away. I'm saying they need to be a little bit more open to what their offers are. I think they should ask for the moon, but they're probably not going to get it. So then what? Well, then we ask what's if they ask for the moon, then what's the cloud that you think that they should land on? I think like one to two um, productive young players with upside. So like a quickly and or a Grimes plus two, two draft picks um, and maybe a swap or something like that. I mean, that's, that's a lot. It does feel like a lot. It's not at the same peak as those deals from last year, but you still set yourself up in a way that's like, all right, I got some good young players. I replenished the, the treasure trove in terms of draft picks. Like I feel pretty good about my future and we can still be competitive now, which is clearly what they want to do. Uh, several people hanging out in the comments talking Rose, about yeah. Derek Rose possibly <laughs> being involved in this. Eric saying, and Rose eyes emoji, uh, Carlos Delgado, New York should also offer Rose, uh, in this, uh, someone earlier. Oh yes, that's right. Abe goes ham. Great YouTube name, by the way. Uh, says D Rose better be a part of this trade package. If you want Derrick Rose back, and we're talking about a Bulls Knicks trade, the interesting wrinkle there is that uh, they have a team option mm -hmm. on Derrick that they are likely turning down, yeah. right? Because it's for like fifteen million dollars. Yeah, the only way and he was taken out of the rotation. No, answer the thing. You're gonna answer the question I was gonna ask. Go ahead. Yeah, the, <laughs> the only way that happens is if like the Bulls are like, yeah, we want Derrick Rose in this deal. Pick up the team option. We'll give him fifteen million next year, but then he'll be up as opposed to a Fournier who's making eighteen for the next two years. So that 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 is appealing in some ways, but I think it's also just like a we get to bring back Derrick Rose. Look how we won this trade. 
And maybe that's maybe that's part of it. And like the crazy thing is that there is some faction within Bulls Nation who, if they saw Derrick Rose's name in that trade, oh, deal. Regardless of the yeah. other pieces, no, they'll be like, deal. Yeah, they'll be like, buy Zach, Derrick, welcome home. Derrick, come home. Yes, yeah. I'm still thinking of him as a actual asset and player, like not just. Uh, you know, coming home just to be and, here. And I think a lot of, of those Bulls fans do too. Yeah. One of them, the, the ones that I'm speaking nah, of hypothetically right now. No, but they're thinking starting point guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, like I'm just thinking helping the young guys uh, and coming off the bench. Yes, doing his thing. Do we all can we also the Knicks? Do you have a functional time machine? <laughs> can we get 2011 Derrick Rose in this trade? That'd be awesome, man. That would be great. Look, I would love that dude for D Rose to be here on that. I would love it. You hear me? Love it. But you got to be honest about what he still can do at the same time. So it's not like I'm, one, I'm like, yo, bring him in here, starting lineup, let's roll, let's do it out there right now. Or, yo, he's playing 30 minutes a night, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Or he's going to give us 18 a game. No, he's, he's going to come in in his spots, and he can do his thing off the bench. And I also just want him to help the young guys that are here. You know what I mean? Like he knows what it, he knows what it feels like to be the guy in Chicago. And I would like him to, you know, give that out to the young guys here on the team with mm -hmm. all the pressure on you, with all the eyes on you, all the media in your face. He knows how to deal with it. He's dealt with it. So I'd like for him to teach that to some of the younger guys as well. I also yeah. think, you know, there is an argument to be made for, like, you know, the, the Wizards, for example, right now, they're in a good position cap-wise, but – as we say, like, there's no award for having, like, the cleanest cap sheet. Mm. They have to make use of it. And what they're going to put on the floor is not going to be a compelling product, right? And so if you're the Bulls and you want to put yourself in a similar situation where, you know, you want to have clean cap space, you want to accumulate some picks and some young players, but you also want to have, like, a semi-exciting product yeah. that you can sell to the fans, like, Derrick Rose coming back would do that. That is semi-exciting. Which I... Yeah. Mm. You would hate it for yes. right or wrong reasons. Like, <laughs> yeah, but explain. That's, that's like, true. I, I wonder why would you hate? Because this? I saw, I think it was maybe Bull for Life in the comments earlier, saying like, "Look, if the Bulls run this back, honestly, you have to, as a fan base, consider just protesting." <laughs> okay. Say, like, I don't, I don't want to watch another season of this because mm -hmm. it drove me crazy. You win a game impressively against quality opponents, and then you lose to the damn scrubs of the league the next night. I don't want to watch that again. I don't want to watch 40 and 42 again, and that's maybe likely what you're getting if you run this back. 42 and 40. And putting butts in the seats will not convince them to change a damn thing. Okay. That's your reason. And I, I know the irony of me saying that as someone who wants y'all to tune into our Bulls coverage, <laughs> but it's the truth. I don't like putting the money uh, in the pockets of those people who have not earned it who have not earned our loyalty as fans. Mm. And being like, hey, everyone, Derek's back. The rest of this crap is still crap, but Derek's back. We'll take your money for your, the tickets and the jerseys now, please. Like, yeah. Even if that would piss me off. Even if they're, like, rebuilding the right way on the side. No, okay. Which is all no, like, that's, no, if, if, if they, that's what I'm saying, if with, they like, tear down, and three picks, rebuild, and are like, Derek's here to be a mentor to the young guys, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Okay. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Exactly that's different I, than I just like, both of you are saying. bringing in D-Rose on a vet minimum while the rest of the crap stays the same crap. 
Yeah, no. Just bringing Derek here no, don't to do like, that. you know, Jimmy Dugan wave at the crowd. Don't do that. And I don't even think they would do that, to be honest with you. I don't. It, the only way I think Derek would come would be in that package. I really do. Dwayne Wade. I think would come to your Jabari package, Parker. Uh-huh. You don't think this organization would pull a stunt like that. Who was running that? Who was running that at the time? The Bulls. Oh, okay. So, AK. All right. Great. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. I really don't. I'm going to be real with that. I, I don't think that would happen. Bless, and by the way, I love D-Wade. Shout out D-Wade. No, that's just Gar Pax is not here. Your boy loved D-Wade. Your boy loved Jabari Parker. The AK professes love for Derrick Rose at some time? No. That shit ain't happening. It ain't going down, dude. Take that. I'm just talking about an organization whose main goal that. is making money. I, I and get how that. They make it. And they're gonna make they're gonna continue to make that because they're gonna lead the league in attendance again and again and again. They're gonna make their money. I get that. I'm talking basketball though. That's all I'm talking about. That's all I'm just talking about how you can help this team. Everything you're saying, I feel. You're right. But I'm just strictly talking about the game, bro. That's what I'm on. I'm, the game. Not not the game. <laughs> talking about the game. <laughs> But yeah, man, he, you're, you're right to feel that way because of how much they, have, what you have seen in the past. I feel you on that. But shout out D Wade, thanks for taking us to the playoffs. That was awesome. I had a great time watching. Did you do you see him uh, <laughs> hanging around in that Chicago Sky practice? Oh, uh, it was? recently he was hanging out. Yeah, you hated that too. Did, I didn't like it. Because well, why? For it. You thought he might want to buy the team. Is that yeah? Why? Which you know that would be yay. a good thing. More my minority owners in sports. Sure. That is a good thing. And he is a Chicago person. Yeah. But I just, just go do it somewhere else. <laughs> I don't, I'm still not over my Wade hate. Just let me have my Wade hate. <sighs> let him have his Wade hate. But then let you, me have my Wade love then. You're going to have to have that balance, Matt, and live with it. That's what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not agree with that. What did Katie tweet? Love will get you killed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's killing him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um uh the rain too said Rose had an opportunity to return to the Bulls a couple years ago. He chose to stay with the Knicks. Bulls haven't forgotten that fact. Um I I mean there was some talk a couple years back after Rose had his Minnesota yeah. comeback and then, like, the Memphis stretch or whatever it was, yeah. uh, the unsuccessful half a season in Cleveland. There were talks back then about Derrick Rose coming back, um, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. It, I would not be surprised to see it happen at some point before Derrick Rose officially, officially retires. Yeah. Um, Insisting on that being a part of this hypothetical trade where the Bulls are just looking to get good value of draft capital and young talent right. from the Knicks, that's that's not a deal breaker for me. It's all, right. But it's more a compelling contract to take back if you're the Bulls than Fournier because Correct. it's only one year. Correct. Yes. In, in that sense, it would be better yeah. than yeah. taking on Fournier's deal. But maybe, mm. maybe that means you have to make concessions in other places because the Knicks still have to hang on to this. Bad Fournier contract. Is there a player on this Knicks team that we've talked about that you're like, yes, I want him for sure on the Chicago Bulls? Well, I mean, Quickly and Grimes are probably the two. Um, we talked a lot about Hardenstein last summer. I think he'd be a good player to take back and sort of take the mantle from Vooch as the center at some point or another. Would love that. Dude, if they get Hardenstein, that, that would be okay. nice. Um, it's hard to – you're not going to get both of those guys, Quickly and Grimes – um, I'd probably be fine with either. Um, Quickly is a really good defensive player, so yeah. I think he's a little redundant with Kobe offensively. But I'm also like, 
Okay, like bring in as much talent as you can get. Like you don't have to like not get guys that are good because you have Kobe White. Like you can still bring in talent. So honestly, like either of those guys, I mean, Grimes was playing 48 minutes a night in the playoffs. Tibbs was just like going full Tibbs with him. So he's obviously a really good 3 and D player. Oh, Um, man. But I just think you need at least one of those guys. And then, you know, maybe one of their tier two young players like Hartenstein or Toppin. Does it give you pause? of how many years these players might have played under Tibbs. Just as far as the wear and tear on their yes. bo- uh, Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I, it's honestly why I, I made peace with the Jimmy trade and letting Jimmy go. Yeah. I was like, dude, his body's breaking yesterday. <laughs> and credit to Jimmy for being one of the most in-shape NBA players. Yeah, correct. And being sure. as you know longevity good as he's been, Jimmy also misses a Oh, a ton. A handful of games. He's smart in Miami. At he's this like, point mm, in his nah, career. I'm chilling. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he saves it for the playoffs. Yes, he does. Saves it all for the playoffs. Smart Jimmy, man. Jimmy skips some games. Yeah. Because Jimmy's knees are 108 years old. No disrespect, Steven. No disrespect. No, no, none taken. Honestly, like, Tibbs was always that guy. You just, like a sponge, you just squeeze everything he can out of him. And then, yeah. I end mean, of the season, like, all right, you but got that's a couple how you, months to recover. That's how you win 48 games when you're starting DJ Augustine and Nate Robinson. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the trade off. And, and, you know, like that. Shout the, out Nate Robinson. Who the, lockout, the lockout shortened season of 11 12 when they played 66 games yeah. in 88 days, yeah. basically. Dude, I remember when, Jim, when he played Dude. Jimmy. An entire game, including overtime. Oh and yeah, he, man, he wasn't even Jimmy yet. You no. know what I mean? He was just playing him. That, he, that's Grimes. That's, he, dude, that's yeah, Grimes. Yeah, and that scares me. It was like you're you're playing fifty three and a half <laughs> right, minutes tonight, right, dude? And he's like, wait, Tibbs, I'm playing the whole game and overtime. Where are those other other thirty seconds coming from? Yeah, like four points. And, and Tibbs like, All right, you're you're running wind sprints. <laughs> that was when Luol Deng had that spinal tap and he had to miss the series. Correct. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly right. Well, Luol's not here. Well, yeah, man, almost died. <laughs> Nate Robinson was puking in a trash can <laughs> on the bench and then getting back out there. You want to play? You'll play. That's some old school shit. Never heard. Uh, all right, we got to take one more quick mean. break. We'll come back to wrap up with a few other thoughts. Just Joe, I saw we have a super chat from you. We'll answer that question. It is an interesting one. It's a name we haven't talked about, and then get to these uh, juicy trades that are going around uh, elsewhere in the NBA today. Mm. While we're doing that, hit that thumbs up. We got now over three hundred people watching along with us. Thanks, all y'all out there in Bulls Nation. Likes. Hit that thumb. That's it. It just takes half a second. Hit that thumb. Make sure you That's subscribe. It. Big Dave, who do we got Hit next? That thumb, man. Uh, Baby Joey hit me up. Baby Joey! Uh, he's still relaxing right now, but he said he's on his way to New Recovering York. Recovering from our Austin trip? Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he said he's so on I'm his way I'm still working on that. Hey, yeah, he's, he's sending me some videos that you mad. I was just saying, bro. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember him, but, you know. There was a top hat involved. Just tell me. <laughs> but, yeah, he's on his way to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's going to get out there. He, uh, he said he's going to meet with his boy, uh, Victor. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that means Wimbenyama, but, you know, baby Joey knows it all. Oh, so man. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. And he said he wants to give him a gift, too. And I asked him what he want to give him. He said, of course I'm going to give him some of them shady rays. Ooh. He said, I'm going to hand that to him straight up and down. But he said he might look at them and say, wait a minute, I don't get it. These these glasses look like they don't cost a lot of money, but they look premium and polarized. And then Baby Joe's going to say, you're right, because he never understood. Never understood. Never understood. And just like Shady Rays ain't understand, y'all, and that's why they're the independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair you have ever put on your beautiful, sexy face. They have durable frames. 
They got the extremely clear optics, the premium polarized shades, and you get them at an affordable price, and they are perfect for your outdoor. And as this wonderful man is about to prove in three, two, one, indoor adventures. Ah, look at him. And of course, that Matt Peck, lost and broken, replaces playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so angry. <laughs> and let's say those glasses are on that hat. Oh, they would snap in half. But you can send them right back in to Shady Rays. They would send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And let's say you saw a style that you were watching the goat wear, and you thought you would look as cool as him. You thought your burks would look nice. You thought incorrectly because only one person could do that, and that's the goat. But you can send those glasses back in and get the style that fits you as long as you do it within 30 days, it's free, y'all. No risk to you when you shop, and their team always has your back. So, excuse me for the listeners out there. Shady Rays giving away the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. And try it for yourself! The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Because the Shady Rays, well, the Rays are oh so Oh, so damn shady. Shout out to everybody in the comments who's mentioned they're catching us live for the first time in a while. I get it. It's the off season. Yeah. People got shit to do. Shout out to Dan Nash. Shout out to Golden Peace. Force, who I saw earlier saying Peace. catching us for the live for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us on a Wednesday afternoon. Yes. Everybody's excited, man. The draft's yeah. tomorrow. Bulls fans yeah. are like, we don't, we don't, we don't got to pick. Whatever. We might. Let's, let's talk hoops. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's be- hoops being talked. People yes. will be congregating tomorrow to talk hoops. Precisely. We will be there. And Goat, it's his favorite holiday of the season. It's mm. the most wonderful time. Is that true? Of the year. It's between uh, the draft and free or um, the trade deadline for sure. Yeah. But no, like the, they, those are all rank above actual holidays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Fourth of July is suck that? it. Have you not seen him? Give me the first days? day of free agency. <laughs> He's going to be something to behold tomorrow. Yeah. And I can't wait to watch it. Uh, all right, guys. So let's take uh, the last few minutes of our show here to talk about what's going on around the league. Uh, this just started to develop as we were maybe within an hour of going live uh, this afternoon. Okay. This three-team trade between the Celtics, Washington Wizards, and... Uh, Los Angeles Clippers. So here are the nuts and bolts of it. The Celtics are working on a trade to acquire Kristaps Porzingis from the Wizards in a three-team deal, sending Brogdon to the Clippers. Um, L.A. is sending Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and the 30th pick to the Wizards. Mm. Stides still have a bit more work to do on an agreement. So essentially an opt-in and trade happening with the Wizards sending Kristaps to Boston. Initial okay. thoughts, who gets the best part of this three-team trade in y'all's opinion? Boston. Boston, for sure. Yeah. Chris Epps was so good last year. Yeah, I he think was. he clearly had his best season. 23 points, eight and a half rebounds, almost three assists, a steal, and a block and a half. He shot 50, 40, 85. Um, just really got to, I think, the level that people kind of hoped he would be. And not only that, but he really fits – what exactly what the Celtics need? Yeah, um, they needed they needed a go to action, right? Yes. We, we talked a lot about. Yeah. Well, let's just give Jason Tatum the ball and let him shoot a step back three. Mm-hmm. That's not always the best way mm-hmm. to go about things. And so, if you put a really really elite pick and roll pick and pop partner next to Tatum, 
I think they become a lot more difficult to defend. He allows you to both do some of the things that Rob Williams does really well in terms of protect the rim, right. but also keeps a shooter out there. They can go big, they can go small with him. Mm-hmm. I really like the versatility that it gives them. Um, and it's just another super high level player. So yeah. to be able to get that for basically just Malcolm Brogdon, I thought that was fantastic value for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clippers have needed a point guard for a really long time. They needed to get off some money. They did, and they only gave up the 30th pick in order to do so. So mm-hmm. I like that for them. And then as we talked about with the Wizards, they're part of the incentive for doing this Bradley Beal trade and taking back no long-term money right. was the ability to take on bad contracts right. for draft picks. And I think especially as teams are going to be looking for ways to dump money to try to avoid the luxury tax, mm-hmm. the first apron and the second apron, the Wizards are going to be one of the few teams that are able to take on those bad contracts. They got mm-hmm. the 30th pick mm-hmm. for Porzingis. Not great value, but Porzingis was gone otherwise. Uh, yeah. The only reason he picked up his option was so that it could be uh, pick up his option in trade. Mm-hmm. So they basically turned potential free agent for nothing into a first-round pick and another expiring contract, which means they'll be able to continue to have clean books moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, I, I like what all three teams did there. I think it worked really well. But for me, Celtics getting Porzingis is definitely the biggest impact. Yeah, and I think the other thing, it, they recognized they needed a, a true number three guy. Yeah. Uh, you, they, you, it was clear in the playoffs, especially in game seven. Once your number one guy got hurt and your number two was just out the window, well, then who's mm-hmm. stepping up? And then all these other seasons that they had – it was always just a combination of guys stepping up and doing it. Whether it was Malcolm Brogdon, whether it was Marcus Smart. Smart. Um, Horford having big games correct, occasionally. Correct. Yeah. Doing those things. You remember the Horford game against uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like, in those games. And those are not things that you can just readily depend on every single game. Now you've got a guy you can do that for who won't have as much resistance because teams will be focused on Tatum. Teams will be focused on Brown. He might have a little more opening. And being seven feet tall kind of helps that as well, though. So, yeah, it fits really, really well in Boston for him, man. It's a great move. Uh, Colin calling the Celtics being in the finals next year with this move to get Kristaps. I mean, honestly, it's not I should have won in the finals this year, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, It's true. I didn't Um, say it, Steven. Yeah, I I know what he said. Yeah, I think think this is one of those trades where it's like you you can see the benefit for all teams involved here. Washington getting some draft capital for helping, uh, you know, Boston, uh, dealing with this uh, opt-in and trade. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting question about what happened. Uh, this is from Drewish. What happens with Westbrook now? Brogdon going to the Clippers. Yeah. It seems he becomes a starter. Also, people were saying that after people assumed, after getting sent to Washington but not actually going to stay in Washington, that CP3 is going to go to the Clippers, and then what happens yeah. with Westbrook? Yeah, that's a CP3 great point. CP3 to the Clippers actually hasn't happened yet. Yeah, Clippers are doing their own thing. <laughs> like they're, they're not thinking about that stuff. But that does bring up an interesting point. Like, what's it going to mean for CP3 and Westbrook? What it means is they're back in the mix for the Chicago Bulls is what it means. It does not. That's not what it means. Uh, that's not what I mean. If they want to take the veteran <laughs> minimum, yeah. Hey, bro, take that vet mid, come on down. More likely Westbrook than CP3. I've always that. said the Bulls need less shooting on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said they need more playmaking, man. Give it to me. Uh, 15, what do you have, 15, 5, and 8? When he went to the Clippers? No, Russ was really he good. He was awesome, and man. He does solve a big problem that the Bulls have, which is rim pressure. Yeah. And I think Chris Paul – Shot know, 35% from three. Yeah, he, he's he's getting older. He has become more and more injury prone. Um, and towards the end of his tenure there, it just, like, wasn't a great 
fit for him next to a mm-hmm. couple of other high volume scorers. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think either of the, those guys would help, but it's just a matter of like, they're going to have better options out there, whether it's the Lakers or, you know, whoever, but they're going to like mid-level exception at the very least taxpayer mid-level is going to be way more appealing to them yeah. on a real competitive team than the yeah, minimum yeah. from the 10th seed bulls. True. Uh, speaking of that mid-level, we should quickly mention, that was the other news uh, from the league today, uh, announcing those financial figures for the 23-24 season. The uh, cap number and luxury tax number both a little bit higher than previously anticipated. The cap number $2 million higher than the projection, uh, $136. And the luxury tax number $3 million higher than the projection. Mm-hmm. That'll be at $165. So as far as the Bulls are concerned... If it's re-sign Booch, re-sign Kobe, run it back, as much as we all don't like that plan, it does give them a little bit of wiggle room to use more of that mid-level exception than they would have been able to had that projection been right on the money. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, also, let's mention this. Sure. Just Joe, with a super chat earlier, wanted to make sure we got to it. Could we trade for Tyus Jones, oh. get Levine a point guard? I've seen Tyus Jones' name come up a Me lot. Me too. Me too. And it's one that I've always wanted. Yeah, like, we talked about that during the season. We were talking sure. about him being mm-hmm. the best, unquestionably the best backup point guard in the NBA this yeah, past season. I remember. And there's a lot going on in Memphis right now. Mm-hmm. And Jaws out 25 games, but I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you'd, I think you'd be hard pressed to get to to outbid all interested parties for Ty- Tyus Jones right now. Mm. I think Demar for Tyus Jones and other stuff, whether it's Brandon Clark, Luke Kennard, one of those mid-level salary guys, and the 24th pick could be interesting. Um, I've either written about that or put it on Twitter or whatever. Flex. Um, so I, I think that's on the table. I also wonder if there will be higher bidders, but um, the other thing that you have to think about there is that Tyus is an expiring contract. Yeah. So are you going to re-sign him again? Yeah, um, that's true. He's going to want an upgrade. Like, 14 is going to be below the mid-level exception next mm-hmm. year. Uh do the Bulls have the ability to bring him back? Mm. Probably if they move DeMar, but it's just another factor there. It's like a lot of these bring this guy in for free agency. Uh, let's go trade for this guy. It's nice in a vacuum. The player would help. But how feasible is it with the Bulls cap sheet this year? And more importantly, how does that play into the larger picture over the next three to four to five years yeah. when guys like Patrick and Kobe and Zach yeah, uh, yeah. and you have to re-sign and extend Vooch and DeMar, those guys get even more expensive. It just becomes harder and harder. Uh, I also read that uh, Grant Williams is not going to be back uh, with Boston. So as a result gonna, of the Kristaps trade. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's going to be out there in free agency as yeah. well. And he's still restricted. He's going to get big offers yeah. that the Celtics will probably look to either sign and trade or – you know, just let him walk for nothing. But, I mean, again, that's just going to be totally out of the Bulls' price range. And, uh, you know, Grant Williams fell out of favor. Ooh. Fell out of that rotation uh, <laughs> in, in the Celtics' playoff run uh, in a way that, I, that, that, that certainly surprised me. Yeah. All right, uh, last one that we'll mention, and then we can get out of here. Another trade that did go through earlier today, the Denver Nuggets trading the 2024 first-round pick and a 2023 40th pick. Mm-hmm to the Pacers for numbers 29 and 32 mm. tomorrow night. Mm. So that is basically bookending end of first round, early second round picks that they get from the Pacers tomorrow night. Mm. Meanwhile, the Nuggets sending 
uh, less favorable of a few different 2024 first round picks between th- their own and them some they have coming to them, right. and the 40th pick tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, thoughts? Awesome trade for Denver, honestly, to put them right back in it. It's basically two first-round picks. Yeah. That's basically what they did. So I saw that trade, and I was I like, was what great. are the Pacers doing? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they basically, we got a lot of picks. Like, we, they're not going to make all those picks, man. Like, they're like we got to do something with them. So that's what they did. But Denver, great decision by them. Yeah, I like it for both of them. Bruce Brown obviously opted out of his contract today, so they need to re- find a replacement. They've got two chances to do that, plus the pick that they just acquired the other day. Um Really like that for them. And for the Pacers, as you mentioned, they're not going to make that many picks in this draft. So why not pick up a future pick, kick the can down the road, and be able to continue to infuse your already growing young group of talent with more Mm -hmm. talent down the line. So really like it for both teams um, to get back in in what I think is a pretty deep draft where, you know, 18 to 35, 40 is all like relatively the same value. Mm. That could be too big-time contributors for the NBA champions. Mm. Uh, all right, we are out of time for today, but fear not, we'll back tomorrow for a live show Woo! during the NBA draft. Woo-hoo-hoo. We'll I be here in here. studio. Look at him. I can't believe look it's at, here. Look at my little boy here. Look at him, man. Like, like a child on Christmas man, morning. He's going to be up at 7 a.m. running right downstairs. First day of Hanukkah. To pick you in the footies um, with the, you know. So <laughs> tomorrow night, to 7 p.m. Central Time, as the NBA draft is getting underway, we will be getting underway here live on our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Come hang out with us. Come hang out in the live chat. Uh, we'll be here, and we'll see if the Bulls make a move or if they don't. Either way, we'll be here talking about it. Boy. And then go, you're going to hustle over to hear what AK has to say. Uh, and then I saw our guy Colin in the comments said, I just want to say I won't be able to sleep tomorrow night waiting for a new Bulls HQ on Friday. More excited fair. for HQ than he is for the draft. More excited <laughs> for HQ than the draft? Well, maybe this is good news, maybe it's not. If you're looking forward to an HQ, actually, the three of us and Mark K are all going to be live Friday afternoon. Oh, no. Uh, instead of your standard <laughs> HQ. Because we got to talk about what we hear AK say to Will and the rest of the Bulls beat yeah. on Thursday night after we conclude our live draft coverage. Yeah. So that's the plan. Tomorrow night here, live at 7, and then a follow-up show reacting to the press conference live Friday afternoon. I believe 3.30 is when we have that one scheduled for all three of us and our guy Mark K. We'll be there. Uh, In the meantime, you can follow Will on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. He's the GOAT. Big Dave. Bow. B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHO underscore Bulls. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Shout out. Thanks. Appreciation to our producer, Steven. Rocking the controls today. Shout out appreciation to all you out there in Bulls Nation for joining us, for hanging out, for getting us your takes, and them thumbs. Let me get them thumbs, baby. Giving them the thumbs. Uh, appreciate you as always. Subscribe to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Like. Everybody keep those alerts set. Don't fall for any dumb shit between now and tomorrow night. We'll talk to you at 7. <laughs> See you right be good.